Welcome to the Intentional Family Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Schmitz, joined by my husband and co-host, Mike Schmitz. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited that we have another episode to record and it happens to be number 50. Yeah. Congratulations on 50 episodes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's exciting. It's not something I ever thought I would be doing, but I am super grateful that we have continued to do it and the consistency is kudos to you. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I'm just really, I don't know, it's fun to think of all the different things we've talked about and that we keep having ideas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the original thought for this, uh, just real briefly to get people up to speed, if you're new to the podcast, this was started kind of right after COVID started because uh, COVID amplified a bunch of things that Maybe people had hid behind busyness for a long time and now you're not running kids all over the place and got all your your own obligations. You're doing everything from home. And so you've got to deal with maybe some cracks in the foundation that are there. Not that we've got it all figured out, but we have been doing some things intentionally for a long time, which have started to produce some fruit. So for us, it was not a stressful time. We kind of selfishly enjoyed it. (laughs) And we've incorporated things even from that time, like playing board games consistently, which have kind of stuck. And uh, we really just wanted to share some of the things that we were doing and hopefully help a few people or give people some ideas for things that they could make their own so that they could build their own strong families. But really the big takeaway is just the intentional thought that you put behind designing the type of family life and the relationships that you want to have because it doesn't happen by default, that happens by design. Yes. And I remember when this all started, I was getting a lot of questions coming in about how do you do this? Because people had known that I had been homeschooling from the get-go and with my five children and the oldest at the time being 12. And so I thought, well, I'm getting a lot of questions. So it'd be nice to get this out there in a way where it wasn't me just trying to get out of answering a bunch of individual questions, but just, I think there's something here and a message to share. And if I can even help one person, it's worth it. And Mike suggested the platform of a podcast because he had been doing two other podcasts for years, Bookworm and Focused. So that it was really interesting. It was a natural segue into what we are doing now. And it's fun. It's something that I have grown a lot in. I've learned a ton and I have really enjoyed the process. And it's been really fun to do the research and find all the topics that hit the mark. What's interesting about a podcast is that you have a whole bunch of artifacts that are published on specific days, which are kind of like capturing a moment in time because we're learning this as we go. And as we learn new things, we share them with the world with the hopes that it helps somebody in their particular situation. And that kind of leads in into the topic for today, Yeah, which is kind of spurred by this observation that I had a while back and kind of came to the front again when we got the light phone, which we'll probably dig deeper into that at, at some point, but that's kind of like a minimalist cell phone. You can do phone, phone calls and text messages, but it's designed to be used as little as possible. There's no apps on it. There's no camera. And uh, for a while, I have noticed that I've been taking less pictures. And I kind of asked myself, well, why is that? And I realized that it's because I want to be in the moment and not just try to capture the moment. And so we got this phone, which 
Toby's using and some of our other kids like Joshua is old enough now where if Toby's not around, he'll watch the kids. We go out on a date or whatever. And so they have a way to contact us if they need to. But I thought that was interesting when we got that light phone that there was no camera attached to it. Yeah. But I think that's actually maybe a net positive in the long run. Yeah. So today we're talking about to capture or enjoy the moment. And we often will fall into one of two camps and we might be heavily in the capturing mode where we want, do you don't want to miss a moment and we keep pulling out our phone or camera of whatever type it is to capture it. We don't want to miss it. Or we can fall in the camp where we don't really do that. We don't take pictures. We're just in the moment. And they both have their merits. Like we don't want to decades down the road not have any pictures. Right. But how many do we really need? And for me, this is an interesting topic because I actually owned my own photography business for over 12 years. Mm -hmm. I focused primarily on weddings. And my business was actually called The Art of Kairos. And my tagline was, live in the moment, remember it forever. Wow, that's interesting when I was writing these show notes because I was really reflecting on that. And my focus was, and I would coach my clients, the bride and groom, and I'd say, okay, you just you do you. You enjoy that day. It'll go so fast. Enjoy your guests. Enjoy each other. And I will be there to document it. So I tried to work more in a photojournalistic sense where I was there capturing everything without, I did very minimal posing. Now I did that for some of the group shots, but even that I kept telling him, you know, just whatever it is to act natural, I try to get him to laugh and just feel really comfortable because most people are not professional models. So often (laughs) they feel very uncomfortable in front of the camera. And so my job as a professional photographer was to, document their life so that they had it to remember without having to take away from them experiencing the fullness of their wedding day. Mm -hmm. And that was interesting for me to reflect on. Now you could say, well, wouldn't that be great if we had someone following us around in our family and capturing those moments for us? I think that's ultimately the the goal, right? Is to make enough money that you can just hire a full time. Is that, I think that's the theme of today, right? No, maybe not. Well, I think that's, it's an interesting thing to think about. Okay, so let's put in perspective. Let's take an example of if you sit down to look back on your camera roll. How many out of the hundred, let's say out of a hundred photos, how many would you print and put on your wall? Or how many of those would you actually share with a family member? And to me, that's kind of been the standard for me that I've tried to develop. If I'm going to take a picture, is it something that is shareworthy or something I would put on my wall? And if not, then let's just like enjoy this. Let's just let it soak in and get that memory in our memory bank. Yeah, it's interesting because I don't think I take that many photos or that many videos. But according to photos on my iPhone, I have 33,924 <laughs> photos, 1,427 videos. So even though I am deliberately choosing a lot of times not to capture the moment just to be in it, I still have lots and lots of documentation. And that kind of, when I was, I was thinking about this, uh, I realized you, you do want to have both. You want to be in the moment, you want to enjoy it, and you also want to have that record. But how many uh how many photos yeah. do you do you really need? Right. And you don't know which one is going to be the one that turns out great. And this is the one I'm going to put on my, my wall. But you kind of know when enough is enough. Yeah. It, there, there isn't a, a number associated with that. 
I think. But if you look at your photo roll like I just did and you look at all those pictures and you think to yourself, I don't even want to go through all 34,000 photos <laughs> that are in there because that's just too, too much, much information. Yeah. Right. So if I've got an opportunity, yeah, I'll, I'll take out the phone and I'll capture a, a quick photo. But otherwise, I'm just going to enjoy it and I'm going to make the memory and that's going to last me longer because I never go back and scroll through all of mm -hmm. those old photos. There's just too much there. Yeah. And a good question just to ask yourself is, let's say your child, if they do something really cute or memorable, what's your first response? Is it to pull out your phone and capture it? Or are you just sitting there enjoying it and like soaking in the cuteness? And like I like we both said already, there is a balance. There is a time and a place for both. But for the most part, I would encourage you to to enjoy more moments than what you capture. Like mm -hmm. I'm just thinking about all the basketball games I've been at for three of my boys over the last four months. And there's some games where like there's parents or grandparents that literally have their phone or camera out the whole game trying to capture video snippets or or uh, they want to catch the one moment when yeah. their kid makes a basket or something and they don't want to miss it yeah you know? but if you miss it <laughs> my two cents so what <laughs> right and it, like if you're really watching and cheering them on they're they're looking over i've noticed that a lot of kids um they will look over to see what their parent or grandparent are doing and do kids have the discernment to know that their phone is out and they're they're looking at me really because they're taking a picture of me or do they see the phone out and say they're not really looking at me? That's the impression that most people have. <laughs> and then the other thing is that you've got your phone out to take a picture, great, but then you get a notification and you're in Facebook or Twitter. Yes. And then your kid looks over when they do something yep. great and you're not paying attention at all and yep. they're completely crushed. And that's that's really what why I am advocating to enjoy the moment more than capturing because there's too many rabbit trails and the phone is literally designed to capture your attention and steal your attention. Mm -hmm. And that's what notifications are. That's what if you see the little oh, I got two new emails, that little two on that icon. The badge, yeah. Yeah, you see the badge. Those are all distractions to get you out of the moment. Mm -hmm. And what's more valuable? You being there, being present with whoever you're with or trying to get a picture? Yep. So um, one thing that I've listened to recently was the bookworm episode on 4,000 Weeks by Oliver Berkman. And I wanted you to share a little bit of perspective on this topic that you have from reading that book. Because <laughs> I heard stuff that I was like, wow, yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. So a little bit of background on Oliver Berkman. He was a productivity expert, for lack of a better term. He was writing about productivity. He was studying it. He was teaching it. And he got to the point where it was kind of like, what's the point? Uh, the whole idea behind 4,000 weeks is that's how long the average lifespan is, is about 4,000 weeks. And the big takeaway from the book is that you're not here for very long and the things that you do really don't matter all that much. <laughs> it can be a little negative and depressing if you don't that, look at it right. That sounds harsh, but really it's saying like, you're here for a very short period of time. And in the grand mm -hmm. scheme of things, the amount of impact that you are going to be able to have on the world as a whole is limited. Mm -hmm. And that, again, if you take it at surface value, sounds a little bit depressing. But actually, in the book, he talks about how it is very freeing. There is 
this release that comes with grasping your cosmic insignificance <laughs> is how he, he yeah. defines it. And what that allows you to do is not constantly be cranking and not constantly be producing. And yeah, we want to be intentional. We want to make the best use of the time and the talent that we have while we're here on this earth. But recognizing that sometimes just being in the moment and being completely present is the best thing that you can do. Because if you were to take that time and invest it in building something, even if you did that with every spare moment that you had, which is impossible, you're not going to be able to produce this legacy like you would be able to just by being there for people. Yeah, and this phrase just came up um, as you were saying that is people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And when we are focused on being present in that moment, don't you feel so loved and cared for when someone is in your presence and fully engaged with you, looking you straight in the eye, giving you their full attention, not being distracted? The, and how we make people feel in our presence that is so much more valuable than anything we think we should capture for future reference or use. And that's the thing with the photos and the memories for me is the photo or the memory isn't, the value in it is not in capturing a specific moment in time, which with the ability to capture video on your phone that you always have with you, that's kind of the emphasis is take it out and record the video and you see these videos that are shared, viral videos that go on the news or whatever of like this ridiculous thing that was captured on cell phone video. And that was never a thing in the past. But the things that really mean a lot to me are just pictures of the people and they're disconnected from the moments or the events that trigger the warm, fuzzy feelings. Mm -hmm. It's just remembering that person and that seeing that picture of that person is enough to trigger a memory of something that we did together. Yeah. And if I am present in the moment, I will remember more how I felt in those moments, much more than I would in capturing the the perfect moment inside of a short little video clip. Yeah. And a good exercise may be to take a little time and look back in your camera roll and maybe start uh, flagging or harding, favoriting, whatever you want to call it, some of the images, let's take the last hundred images or videos, take them or favorite them, and then see in perspective, what is that ratio? It'll probably be just a few at most out of a hundred. And what that can do is help curate in your mind, what is, what is my standard here? What is capture worthy and what is not? Because I would say at least 95% is not capture worthy. I'm not saying all the little things are insignificant, but being there is more significant than trying to capture everything. Yeah, and there's different ways that you can do it too with a camera or a, a video specifically. You just got to catch lightning in a bottle. I was just going to say lightning in a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's really hard. And I know for Joshua specifically, when he was little, he's a million miles an hour and oh my the gosh. cameras couldn't keep up with him. Yeah, so pretty everything's much blurry. Yeah. Every photo I have of him from the age of two till 10 <laughs> is blurry. So it's like, well, why did I even try? You know, cause he's running by and like, oh wait, try that again. You know, and like three times later he's, oh. he's moved on and he doesn't want to do it anymore. 
But let's say you're trying to catch a moment where he says something ridiculous. Like Adelaide does this thing right now. She's starting to grow out of it where she would call marshmallows farm fellows. <laughs> That's cute, right? But I'm not going to try to catch that in a video clip. If I can, fine. But otherwise, what I'll do is uh, something that doesn't have to have that immediate context. Like we have a whole bunch of just voice memos yeah. of kids saying some some ridiculous things or journaling. Yeah, I journal every single day and I put in my journal entries and stuff like that will pop out to me when I'm reflecting on the day and I'll capture that in text form. And that's, that's good enough because yeah. it's remembering the moment mm-hmm. that triggers the emotions. It's not being able to look and recreate that moment. It's just remembering it, bringing it to, to the front of my mind. And actually when I am able to enjoy the moments, I find that that stuff kind of gets hard-coded for yeah. more positivity in my memory than it does when I just pull out the phone and capture it that way. Yeah, because our, our brains are amazing. Like the amount it can capture. So when we are fully engaged in our life, in the people in our lives, that does get hardwired in our brain as a memory. We won't be reliant on some camera roll to look back on and reflect. It'll be in there and we'll be able to remember it. And This might seem like a trivial topic, but it really isn't because how we come across is very, very important. And I don't want my kids to remember me with a phone always in my Mm -hmm. hand and taking my attention from them. And this is very important. We rewatched The Social Dilemma with our oldest too. If you haven't watched that, I highly recommend you watch that as soon as possible. And it's it just gives a really powerful illustration of technology and the way it is designed to be addictive. Yeah. And what is what is that doing to the mental health of this generation? And it's very very sobering and it's a wake up call that we need to change our habits and we need to be in control of our technology. Yeah, if you are walking around with an actual camera trying to take pictures, I don't think I would have any issue with that. Right. But you're not. You're walking around with a cell phone. Yeah. Because the technology in the cell phone has progressed to a point where it rivals even the best DSLR cameras. And we think, oh, isn't this great? It can do that and it can do all these other things. It's great in some respects, but also the fact that it can do all of these things, it opens up a whole bunch of doors to distraction and not being intentional, which... We're bad enough at that. So the the more focused we can be on a, a single task, monotasking, yeah, the better off we're we're going to be. Yeah. And I remember a time where I actually just put out my DSLR on the kitchen counter. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And you and I you or I were would grab it and we'd take real photos. <laughs> yep. They were better pictures. And then you didn't you didn't just grab it to take any picture. You were more intentional about like, I'm going to get a good picture of this. Mm-hmm. And that that was pretty cool. I mean, and I feel like that kind of helped reset some of our habits with picture taking and, and taking videos and things around the house. Because it's much harder to lug around a big DSLR with this heavy lens on it than grab your phone, which is usually pretty close to you or in your pocket. Yeah, we want to create these memories, but the reason you got to ask is why and Mm -hmm. usually it's because there's an emotion that is associated with it that you want to capture well 
people are going to remember how you made them feel much more than they are going to remember what you did. And so the way to make the biggest impact in somebody's life is not to capture it digitally so you can send it to them later and be like, oh, hey, remember this. Yeah. It's to be totally engaged in the moment and Mm -hmm. make it as awesome as possible. One of the things that we, I think this kind of ties in, this isn't exactly what we were thinking of when we came up with this, but we went through the Life in Air book and kind of came up with some of the principles we wanted to live by, not core values necessarily, but just guiding principles. Like the whole idea behind Life in Air is it's a play on millionaire, right? So instead of having an abundance of money, you've got an abundance of life. Okay, Mm -hmm. so if money is no object and you can do whatever you want, like what does that look like? And then how can you start living out elements of that now? And I remember when we went through it, one of the things that we were talking about was we want to make people feel like a million bucks even if we don't have a million bucks. Yep. That doesn't take a whole lot of money. You don't have to wait till you've amassed a certain amount of wealth before you can start being generous that way. Yep. It's little things like we're going to go out for coffee or we're going to go out for lunch. We're going to pick up the tab. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of funny because there are certain people who went, they know we're going to do that. And so they try to preemptively jump Pay in front of us. Yeah, yeah, which honestly, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's neat. You know, but even, but if they don't, you know, I'm not thinking to myself, oh, well, they didn't offer. No, that's just who we are. That's our MO is yeah. we're going to make people feel awesome. Yeah. And we can do that, you know, by paying the tap, we can also do that just by making them feel like they're the most important person in the room. Yeah. If you pull out your phone and you're trying to document something, you are implicitly, at least, if not explicitly saying there is something more important than you right now. Yeah. And that's a really, really good point. And it's, it's so true. It's so true. And even the other day when I had to unexpectedly wait out some weather, Traveling across Wisconsin during a snow squall, which was (laughs) really wild. Six boys in my car, you know, unexpectedly needing to stop and get dinner for everyone. The moms are like, how much do I owe you? I'm like, well, you don't owe me anything. I was happy to keep everyone safe and feed them. That's, I love feeding people. Like feeding people brings me joy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So let me feed you. And that's not a big deal. Like, no, please don't give me $10 to cover your child's sandwich. Like, it's really okay. Yeah, and the fact that you just did that, what that does is it creates this memory for you, but also for all of those kids and really Mm -hmm. all of those families who are like, when is my son going to get home? We have no idea because (laughs) we're being safe and we're waiting out this flash, snow, storm, blizzard, tornado. Crazy, (laughs) really crazy. Yeah, and (laughs) when people think of that, they feel they think of oh remember that one time when Rachel went above and beyond and showed us that she cared for us and that's way better than oh my gosh look at this crazy storm I'm gonna take a picture of this so we can remember this later <laughs> yep yep and we have this shared squall memory me and those six boys forever and ever and ever and you know it's like when life gives you lemons we're gonna make lemonade right. Yeah. I mean, you're a photographer, so this probably works for you. Maybe people who have only known digital photography, this is a little bit of a stretch, but when you develop the film. Uh-huh. I did that. Things yes. come <laughs> things come into into picture. You see mm-hmm. what was actually captured there. And uh, I, I think another way of describing that could be that the image 
I mean, it's already there on the film, but really it's like being imprinted. That's what it seems like mm-hmm. when it's being created. What you're doing when you're in the moment is you are imprinting not on your camera roll, but on the people that you are there with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I thinking back in uh, before digital photography, the, uh, this is how I learned. I learned on film, and I was a lab tech. Like in in college, I did medium format, and it's a long process. And the way you capture pictures is so different than now. Like you have a, a, let's say you have one canister of film that's, you can do 24 pictures on it before you have to switch it out. You don't just fly through those 24 pictures like you do now digitally. Mm. You are way more intentional about your lighting and posing and every part. And you kind of know going into it when you develop your pictures, which ones are going to be the winners or not. And there's way more usable pictures before digital came around. Because with digital, it's like, oh, well, I can fix it in post-production. I can fix it later. Photoshop. Or that one didn't turn out. I'll just delete it. Yeah. And I I do miss those. I do miss those (laughs) days. I'm not going to lie. It's just a different world we live in now in a lot of ways. And the digital photography is just just a picture of that. But as things change, we just change and we need to be very aware of what we're doing and why. And I think about pictures and I think about how we use pictures. How many of you have printed a picture in the last year? <laughs> how many of you have printed a picture in the last month? I know people that I photograph their wedding and they're like, well, we don't actually want an album. We'll just do it ourselves later. And I was always like, I couldn't say this, but I was like, it's not going to happen because that's (laughs) how we are. Yep. But the ones that did let me do the custom, beautiful storybook album, they're so thankful. And it was worth the time and the money invested up front. And we have done some some little albums for the kids, like there'll be little baby books and some family trips that we have done. We have printed those and they bring those out quite often and look through them. But that doesn't require thousands of pictures either. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying don't take pictures. No, uh, I not think at with all. the with the digital photography though, like like you said, the the effort to get a picture, the bar has been lowered. Yes. So it feels like it's not that much of a trade off. I can be present in the moment and capture it yep. forever. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lie. I think really what we're trying to communicate is there is a larger cost associated with disconnecting from an awesome moment so that you can pull out your distraction device out of your pocket and try to capture it forever. But there's very little chance you're going to go back and look at it later. Uh, Just recognizing that and taking that into consideration, you know, that if this is really something special, then go ahead and, and take a photo of it. Yeah. Or if you want to create an awesome picture that you do want to print out, put on your wall, you can plan it out and you can put a little bit of effort into it. We do that with a lot of our family gatherings. Everybody knows there's going to be a family photo and everyone's going to have to just wrangle their kids and make the best of the situation. And yeah. it's going to take probably 30 minutes <laughs> to get one good picture, <laughs> but that's just part of the process. And that picture is the one we're going to share. And everybody's going to remember with fond memories because that was the, you know, the three days we were all together mm-hmm. over the holidays at the Chateau or something like that. 
So put the effort in to create the moments, but don't just try to capture them as they go by because that's a good way to not enjoy them later, but also not enjoy them now. Yeah, and definitely not an advocate for taking no pictures. <laughs> and one of the biggest reasons I have is uh, my dad is my dad actually died suddenly when I was six years old, and I do have real memories of him, but there's a lot of memories I have that are sparked from photos and in stories I've heard from those photos. So by all means, I am a firm believer in really having some pictures, some good pictures to remember your life by and to share with the next generation. And actually, I've mentioned that I'm creating a generation's wall. Mm-hmm. What is that? That's pictures. Yep. But, but not pictures of specific moments, pictures no. of specific people, which yes. we can use to trigger memories of the moments. Yeah. And I've, it's fun. That I've been able to share stories about different family members. And now when the kids, they have a chance to walk through the hall with a guest we have over, they'll tell the stories. Yep. And this is exactly what I wanted to have happened. And it's only been up for a few weeks. Yeah. You don't need the picture to tell the story. That's the, the big thing. I, I think we kind of have this belief that, you know, if we don't capture it now, we're going to forget about it later. But actually, it's more likely the inverse, at least for me, mm-hmm. is if I try to capture it, I don't really engage with the person. Not as much imprinting is going on. So the meaning that the moment has less meaning overall. Yeah. And if you think about the selfie generation we're in now, can you ask yourself if you're a selfie taker, like what is the purpose of the selfie? <laughs> like vanity vanity my name is woman like i don't like i don't (laughs) it's not just women (laughs) no it's not so it's like asking yourself this question of like why do am i do i feel the need to take a picture of myself or a picture of your dinner or whatever (laughs) yeah it's like what 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 matters here (laughs) let's keep the main thing the main thing yep and it's just really important and I think it's more important than it sounds like taking picture to take a picture or to not take a picture that is the question we are asking today really the question that we're asking is to make the most of the moment or not to make the most of the moment and recognizing that if you're going to try to capture it you are breaking the magic Yes. Well, how many of you have kids and you take a picture and I want to see, I want to see, I want to see. Yeah, exactly. And as soon as you take the picture, they're not doing the cute thing or they're stopping from doing the artwork or frolicking in the rain or whatever it is. They notice the phone come out and they want to go see the screen. <laughs> so if I take a picture, I just try and do it without them knowing and I quick put it away. That's mm-hmm. what I've learned to do. And that works yep. really, really well. It's the only way to do it. Otherwise, I I mean, most of the videos I have of somebody when they know that I'm taking the video of end with that exact phrase. I I want to see. see. I'm like, no, you weren't done doing the cute thing, but I guess we're done now. So, (laughs) (laughs) oh, so when you can sneak up on them and they don't even know you're there, that's really the best. Mm -hmm. Or using an actual camera. Yeah, no, that for real, that really, really, really is great. I think uh, next family get together. I might want to take that role. Just I'm just going to be the guy walking around with the camera, not the phone, the actual camera. The real camera. The real camera. And I yeah. and I used to do that a lot. Like, well, I was kind of like, when you know, when you have a photographer in the family, they're like the go-to person. Like, hey, so the birthday party, uh, you're going to bring your camera? Can you like take pictures? <laughs> well, sure, sure. And that's great, but no one asks that anymore because everyone has a smartphone. Yeah. Maybe we should do that. 
let's all do that, listeners. If you have a kid's birthday party or something, and someone has a real camera, like not a smartphone, maybe ask that person present to just snap some pictures or get out your real camera and ask a guest, hey, can you just grab a few pictures? Yep. I like it. I'm going to try it. Let's do it. Well, hopefully you can ask yourself the hard question. What camp do you fall in? Are you capturing every stinking little moment? Or are you a better curator and you like to enjoy the moment more? I would suggest that we all take a hard look at it. And I'm a huge advocate for being in the moment and knowing when to take the picture and not being afraid that you'll miss it. Because when you are in the moment, you will have really, really rich memories. No one can take those away from you. No. You can lose your digital photos. Yeah. I remember David Sparks telling me stories of being in the Apple store and someone comes in and their iPhone is trashed and they never backed up any of their photos. So they lost all of their memories from college or whatever. (laughs) But if you're in the moment, then you really never completely lose those things. And again, it's not an all or or nothing. It's not black and white. Like there's middle ground here, Mm -hmm. but I'm just, I think we're just encouraging you to lean a little bit more towards the be in the moment rather than capture it. As with everything in life, we need balance. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening. We can be found at intentionalfamily.fm. Until next time, join us in living life intentionally.